The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest hails from Minnesota. He's since found his home in Los Angeles, California. He is the one and only person who gave me the chance to have a real mentor in LA when I moved out here. He's been somebody that I've looked up to, respected, and gained so much knowledge from. Um, please welcome my friend, my mentor, the one and only Hooks. You're too kind. Welcome, too welcome. Kind. Round two. The first one wasn't even that good. That was, <laughs> that was a better intro, hopefully. You, you just say so many nice things about me. I, I just hope I can live up to all those nice words. It's okay. They, they don't know if you're living up to it or not. True, they really don't. I could be a, I could be a sleazeball. They'd never know. But I'm not. <laughs> definitely not. But I would not. not have given that intro if you were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let alone having you sit on my couch. I don't have sleazeballs. You don't. You have very respectable guests. I had I had a good person teaching me what I what I deserve to have in my life. Mm, nothing but the best. Mr. Hooks. Mr. So it used to be R.P. Hooks. Used to, oh, man, my lineage of names. It used to be R.P. Hooks, and then it was Rapper Hooks. Just straight up Rapper Hooks? Rapper Hooks, yeah. Rapper Hooks. And uh, then it was Rapper Verse. My first name ever was like Truth Be Told or something like that. Fuck something yeah. super. Just, super first name. Super first name, yeah. yeah. Mine was Blink. Blink? Yeah, because I blink a lot. So it <laughs> you was do like, blink a lot. Yeah. I so I was just like, fuck it, I'll Why take it. Why do you blink it. so much? I got some, a disease called convergence disorder, where oh, wow. my eyes don't work together. So my brain's idea of how to reset them is to blink. But you don't have like, you don't have like a lazy eye or nothing like that. So I just went to give blood and the lady goes, you know you have a lazy eye? <laughs> oh, and I'm really? like, you know I'm 26 years old and now you're telling me this? <laughs> so I might. She also might have been fucking with me, but... There's a possibility that I have a lazy You're eye. Looking at no. her and the the blood. I told my girlfriend she was just like, yeah, and I'm like, what? What do you know? She's something never that I told don't? you you've had a lazy no, eye. No, apparently she thought I knew. Oh man, you people really love you in your corner. You're telling me, man. That's why I wear sunglasses now, so nobody can <laughs> oh, see my no. apparent lazy eye. <laughs> no. Do you wear sunglasses every show? Every show. Really? Every single one. Is it because of the lazy it, eye? It's because the blinking. I don't want people to. I don't care if people see it. It's more I don't want it to be take away from the conversation. Is that an insecurity? It kind of, it doesn't happen when I get high though. When yeah. I smoke weed, it stops completely, which is you wild. Stop thinking about it, probably. That that, and I think it also relaxes my muscles. So it's like literally like yeah, glaucoma. No, but it, if it allows me to keep smoking weed, then yeah, I got glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just can, this convergence disorder thing. But speak of the devil, if I smoke some weed, and then I'm good to go. See, we're smoking. Okay, so for, the, for those out here, let's not get it twisted. A spliff is not a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like an inside-out blunt. No, spliff is, <laughs> is spliff is weed with tobacco. A blunt is weed inside of a wrap. I went to I went to Vietnam last month and fell in love with the tobacco. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm not I'm not judging you. No, well, you, when you were judging me, it was because I was rolling a joint at 45 minutes per, per roll. Yeah, you took, you took, I timed you because I'm such a, I'm well, so OCD about everything. You I were also you. like, we'd go to walk to get something to eat, and you'd be talking to me while rolling in the other hand. Yeah. Fucking on the phone with this one and I'm juggling with your feet. I'm so scatterbrained. So, like, I'm always doing two things at once. It was cool, though. It was cool that you were able to, like, it felt very, like, European. 
to like roll with one hand. See, it's not that bad. It's like an inside out blunt. Yeah. Okay. It kind of, it kind of tastes, it has that like champagne-y aftertaste. Yeah. It's, it's smooth. It's, it's, it's nice stuff. It's, yeah. it's better than like cigarette tobacco. I smoked, um, I smoked, uh, what are those, uh, stogie with my brother, my older brother, man, and got sick as a dog afterwards, Dude, man. It, it, people get so sick off them. I'm, uh, I'll show you what I got after. I, I get these, they're called acids cigars. And they're, <laughs> that's Jeffrey, just, are you smoking, man? <laughs> I swear they're regular cigars, <laughs> but they're like dipped in cognac, I think. They taste great and they're super light. Damn, do you know how much shit I would have got for coughing back in the day? Especially <laughs> during a, a I'm session. I'm such a coffee. I, I don't even care. <laughs> and I got such, I have like a deep voice, but I got like the little baby cough, the black lung cough. Just, the... <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Like pops out. Yeah. Where your heart might come out with it. Um. So let's give people, we already did it on the other version, but they ain't going to hear that because <laughs> fucking Ableton crashed. But uh, you and I met at 17 Hertz, which is a studio out of, uh, it was a studio out of North Hollywood, California. Is it, is it open at all? I don't or? think so. If it is, I don't, I don't know about it. Yeah. Beautiful studio. It's where um, We Are The World, I think, was filmed and recorded. A lot of Metallica albums. And then uh, uh, Kiss did all their drum tracking in... in Studio A's drum room really? or the live room. It was like a 40,000 foot room or whatever. It was something stupid. So many great, great sessions, great nights in that room. It was that whole place. And even like the small little rooms, like, uh, like what was it? The red room. Yeah. The amount of nights of just like us knowing we were all going to be there all night because me and Akash and Jake were interns and you were working for Bedrock. Mm-hmm. Shout Man, out I, Bedrock. I was, yeah, shout out Bedrock. I stayed there. I was like, you were there, like yeah. living there, yeah. I mean, but you, even if you had had gone back somewhere, it would have been for five minutes per day. Like yeah. you were, you were just working always, twenty four seven. And like we were just talking about, you're you're as in the you you taught me what it's like to be in the box. <laughs> you you can make a record and be like, wow, I love the band in this, and you're like, yeah, that's my computer. <laughs> it was it was. Cause, very eye-opening because i come from like um like I, I i started producing from like sampling tracks you know sampling yeah. old records that's and probably the dj side of you too i mean i man i really i started djing because i liked the nightlife and partying and all that and it's easy <laughs> like i know music so blending music together is just easy yeah it's you know? you're listening anyways mm-hmm. you're you're doing half the job just reading the crowd yeah and it's also it's it's like playing an instrument like like you're uh, different very different obviously as far as harder to fuck up i have been practicing every day though piano and guitar really yeah oh shit i'm trying to well not even trying but um i'm working really hard towards my live performance because uh back when i used to do shows my live show was everything you know so that's, I remember you telling me, like, at the beginning of the pandemic when you started making music for yourself again. Let's kind of give a little uh, rerun of who you are and what you do. You're a producer. A producer, artist, writer. Instant musician. Musician. Yeah. Yeah. And you... Been out were, in L.A. for five years now? And you were doing... It's, wow. Yeah. Damn, so we moved out here, like, within a year of each other. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And you were in punk bands. I was in punk bands. I used to rap 
Um, and the electronic bands. It's kind of everything, just exploring music. And then you went, when did you start focusing more on the production side as a producer and not in, as an artist? Um, I was in this, I was in this rap group, uh, this rap group called Space. And um, we didn't have any producers. <laughs> so it was like out yeah. of ne necessity. Yeah. Interesting. And the first song that we put out was a song that I produced, so I couldn't really stop. And did you know, like, right away that this was something that you could see yourself doing, Is it, or was it strictly out of necessity? Nah, man, I got obsessed with it. I made, like, I locked myself in my Like, I never went out. Locked my, I went out to work. I was, like, a bartender in, in uh, Minneapolis when I was doing this. But um, I legit made five beats a day. It's crazy. Like every day, I made five beats a day. It makes sense for who you are, though, as a producer, because you've been like that as long as I've known you. You were one of the big things you taught me, I guess, through your actions was if you get stuck, it's okay to go to the next thing and work for a bit, and you can yeah. always go back. You can always go back. Yeah. And I feel like while a lot of people were spending time sitting there because they couldn't think of an idea for three hours, you were you were bouncing back to the other song and song and song, and that wasn't really part of your process. Was yeah, you don't want to you know you don't want to stop your creative flow just because you're stuck on a part, you know? Because even when you're you know selling, even when you're selling beats, you do how often do you sell a beat that you expect to sell? Like, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a post thought. Yeah, most of the time, at least. Support for This is an Experiment is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. That is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EXPERIMENT at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. And you were also like one of the people that really started showing me sampling. Yeah. Um, and like how to use samples tastefully. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, whether that's like like ripping a sample from an old song, like most samples, or going and grabbing something off Splice. Like I had such a weird connotation with it or a weird expectation of what it meant to use somebody else's sample. Yeah. And then you were like, no, you can you can change it. Like, it doesn't have to yeah, be... Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, it shouldn't. Like, like mm -hmm. there's so much room to change it that that's the art of it, is how do you get something that is already loved and make it a whole completely new idea? Yeah, yeah I love that. That's, I mean, that's what... I always thought that's what Kanye was trying to do, you know? Like, take a sample, even though I did, like, pitch him up, but change them for the most part and then add the drums which changed the whole sound of everything yeah. you know your drums has, have always knocked even the stuff that are like not in like uh, a drum heavy like hip-hop track like even like your indie stuff and i'm obsessed with 808s but i i do take it overboard which i'm learning to cut back now <laughs> on my 808 usage did somebody say something no no i was just uh mixing my own stuff and like trying to mix a deep voice with an 808 yeah it's a lot of mud could be had yeah so you started making music again like so you were an artist yeah then I... you switched to the production side and now you're doing both yeah i mean i started i started making music 
um, I started playing in bands because one of my buddies I was playing basketball with got a guitar and got really good really quick and I I was jealous <laughs> so I, I wanted to one up them legit absolutely that <laughs> that feeling of watching somebody be good at something mm-hmm. especially an instrument where it just looks like pure fun because you have like free range it's like getting good at driving yeah. and then going to a racetrack he was so good Andrew Healy was his name so good at guitar Andrew Healy is he still is he still jamming I don't know. I think he has a coffee business now. Sick. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, hopefully he's still playing some guitar. I went to, some, went to school with some really creative people. Well, it sounds like you came out of Minnesota with some pretty... Yeah, I've, I moved I moved to Minnesota from Chicago. So, and then, I mean, my mom always surrounded me with creative people. I got to give a lot to my mom for how she raised me and what you put me around you know always kept me focused on yeah being creative well i thank her as well because because <laughs> mama hooks she she clearly did something right and i learned a lot from you and have been learning a lot from you so that's got to come from somewhere yeah. first I, you gotta have good ogs in your corner man amen amen i got lucky with that too yeah. um so you're releasing music as an artist again and yes. what what is your goal? Where do you want to see yourself? What, what do you want to make? What are you making? I want to make music that's... I want to have an amazing live show. Mm. That's really all I'm focused on. Like, I I am focused on what I'm creating, but if I don't think it's going to sound cool or look cool live, then I don't really care about it. Yeah. I mean, that's such a... That's such, a, like, a fucking massive part of the the type of music that you do too like there's so many melodic elements to it that are so perfect for stage and so perfect for performance thank you are you gonna play guitar and piano during it i'm working towards that yeah what does that look like what what do you what do you have to be able to do in order to see yourself playing on stage where where do you Uh, get better guitar yeah get more comfortable with the guitar what's your guitar my guitar yeah what are you playing on stage Ooh. A telly. A telly? Yeah. That's got two tellies it's, here. It's, I'm the, a, I'm it's a the best guitar. I will take a telly <laughs> over a strat any day. Any day. Any day of the Don't week. get me wrong. I would love to have a strat too. Beautiful, amazing sound, super funky, but I can get that out of a telly mm-hmm. too. But you can't get that twanginess that you can in the yeah. telly out of anything else. And just that twangy with the solo is. Yeah. Butter. The wah pedal on there. Mm hmm. So. You're also still producing for other people too, and you're. Yes. So is your deal that you're on? Can you talk about that? Uh, I've I have a management deal management with deal. Uh, with Madden. Shout out the Madden brothers. Who are who? Benji who? and Joel Madden. Who are who? That was a weird way to put. It. <laughs> who are who? who? Are they? <laughs> they were uh, in Good Charlotte. Benji and Joel Madden. That's and, um, crazy. Yeah, man, they're they're the best. They like they gave me an opportunity, and I'm running with it. And they 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 gave me the chance to be creative. Man, I remember when you first started meeting with them because it was when we were still at seventeen. Yeah. And I remember you just coming and you're just like, yeah, I'm I'm signing to management, <laughs> and it was just like the most casual shit in the world the way you went about it. And I was just like, holy fuck! Like we've been talking about this for so long, and where you'd like to see yourself and self fulfilling prophecy, man. 
Man. You gotta, you gotta see yourself doing it. And you were also saying that you wanted to see yourself as an artist again, and the fact that even though you were also signing as a producer, mm-hmm. that you kept to that is everything. Yeah. Um, when do you see want want to see yourself on stage? Who? Uh, by the beginning of next year. Oh shit! Soon. Soon. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Where do you see yourself trying to get a tour soon, or, or what's the... uh, one step at a time? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta get comfortable again. Yeah, and then, then I'll tour, you know. But just gotta get my feet wet first. I feel like getting back on stage too now as as some a different person than you were when you were on stage in a punk band or as a DJ or as a rapper. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just me now. Like I've always like. It's not really a flaw, but one thing that I wish I did earlier on was focus more on me mm. instead of making groups or like just bringing people together to work on one Absolutely. thing. Because everyone has different creative ideas, you know, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I think one of the things I'm, I'm realizing, too, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where you have to be looking with like with retrospect or in retrospect is you need to go through all the motions yeah see what you like keep what you like get rid of what you don't you know mm-hmm. like ha- like really fucking file through everything that are possible and like i was in a group for a while and with l with my girlfriend and it was fucking amazing and yeah. we did what we wanted to do and then we realized that genres were changing and stuff and and like without that i wouldn't have known how badly i now want to be able to do this podcast on my own and be 100% the brain of this and like without those opportunities you might not know what you're really supposed to be doing yeah for sure and- man I have such a hard I, I have such big trouble with genres like that's I feel like that's one of my problems because I I like blending genres mm-hmm. but you also have to play the game you know yeah if you want to if you want to achieve achieve things financially you have to play the game Absolutely. so so it's like looking at what i make and how can i also play the game and be happy well you kind of gotta look at what we're doing like a tv show but you have yeah. to look at it as the first five episodes or five seasons if you watch the first episode of season one and the last episode of season five they're going to have a lot of similarities because it's the same people and all this. But if they're like starkly different, it might not make sense. Yeah. It might be hard to get from point A to point B. That's but a like great way of putting it. having a bridge in between, they're not going to be the same people. They've grown up. This has happened. All that like it's a completely different part of their life or whatever the storyline is. But they have a bridge. They connect. And I feel like that's kind of what this is. It's like how do you jump genre to genre in the way of like always doing what you love? Yeah. But also find a way for them to connect. Like, what's your sound? Is it is it that your drums are always going to be sound like your drums? Are these do this? Is there a part that always sounds like hooks that keeps the consistency? Um, I think the energy, the energy of the music, and just like what you put behind it. Yeah. What the first song that I put out recently? Um, it was like a ballad. <laughs> I guess it was a ballad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really think about that. Well, I've heard a bunch of your stuff. Last time I saw you, which was too fucking long ago, yeah. but last time you showed me like eight songs or something like that, like a, a good amount of songs. And I just remember sitting there and listening to them and being like, everything is so different, yet 
so fucking similar. And it was a weird, I don't know, you have a weird way of uh, connecting the dots yeah. in, in a way that people normally wouldn't. I want to do movie scores. That's why. Like that I'm, makes so much sense. I would love to do a movie score. That makes a lot of sense. I could see you. Uh, I make mood music. Well, <laughs> and then you can go completely off grid. Yeah. Which I would be so curious to hear how you do that. Like a horror be, movie or something. Yeah. You know. Or just anything where you're following a storyline versus a uh, quarter notes or eighth notes or whatever your grid is. Yeah. I mean, man, one of my favorite albums of all time, Prince Paul, Prince Among Thieves. It was. It's this rap album, but it's made out like a story. Oh, interesting! Like it's a whole story, and it's it's flawless. When is it from? Oh man, it's when did that come out? Hold on. Quick fact check. Let me check the corrupt Google. <laughs> <laughs> it sure as hell ain't Duck Duck Go. Don't even get me started. That's that's <laughs> the. That's the <laughs> only one I use. You use Go, I use GoDaddy. They're all GoDaddy. Yeah. They, or not? Uh, no, it is DuckDuckGo. Yeah, yeah. DuckDuckGo. That's. Yeah. The, I've never actually been on it. I've only heard things, but I, I heard that some stuff you look up on Google don't show up. Yeah, man. <laughs> it came out in 1999. Oh shit! So it's. What year is it? Twenty twenty three years old. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so good. Two years older than three years older than me. I don't even know. You definitely gotta check it out. Um, and where where do you see your music from what it is now connecting to? And let's say three years, is there is there a place that you'd like to see yourself explore? Eventually? I, I just my my only goal is just to get better, like mm -hmm. sonically, um, with my writing, with my production, like like the the songs that I, I mean, because I'm I've made these songs a while ago, you know. Yeah. I had. A first bunch, and then I started working with a different producer, so all those got scrapped. Mm. And um, so you're working with another producer on your music. Yeah, so you're you're treating yourself as an artist. I'm trying to. Yeah, <laughs> I just did that for the first time, and it's an interesting thing when you're sitting there and you're trying to look over their shoulders. They're on Ableton, but then also trying to tell yourself to chill the fuck out for well, a second the, and just enjoy the artist. I, I well, I've. I work with this artist named Zev, mm -hmm. but um, I bring all my demos in. I and like I have all the structures figured out for the most part, and he fills in like, the sounds and yeah. plays over stuff. That's sick. So, so you're still bringing in your idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess mine's pretty similar. I bring in an idea and then go from there. But this is my just my first time doing it. Um, with this. This guy who I work for, it's he's one of the people who owns the label. His name's Coleman. He's. So you better bad. show me some of this, man. Because oh, I'll show you, you all. You always tell me about the music you're making, but you never show me any any I'm, of it. I'm really good at asking to hear other people's music. <laughs> yes, really you bad are. at showing my own. <laughs> but you um, make really good music. Like, I appreciate you, that. You're a great. Everything you touch is is good. So Thank show me you. your music. Oh, I'll show you my music. <laughs> Absolutely. When you when you meet somebody out here, like you were the first person I met where I was realizing that this is this is somebody who can actually give me tips on how to do this industry right and who's been through the motions but is also going through the motions and, yeah. and is in an out it doesn't have an outdated view on what it looks like. Like you you had both the knowledge and the questions to ask, um, and I think with that comes like an intimidation of like this is the person who I want to make sure likes my shit. <laughs> You know, 
Well, I mean, um, I have my few people like that. But I mean, you showed me your music before. Whether it was like it was on, you didn't show me a lot of it. I would have told you if I didn't like it off rip. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> like it's, it's. I mean, I guess that's that's me producing for artists. Like I can't lie to an artist and be Absolutely. like, oh yeah, this is fine. Yeah, no, I, and that's something that I think I also got from being at 17 Hertz in general was there wasn't a lot of yes men there. Yeah. And I was a fucking. How many uh, times Bedrock told me that my beats sucked? Bedrock is fucking stark with his words. Yeah. But, but he, he knows what the fuck he's talking <laughs> yeah, he about. Yeah, he does. He's been in this, in this game for a minute. Yeah, Bedrock is phenomenal at what he does. I'd actually, hey, Bedrock, if you're watching this, I'd love to get you on the podcast. Oh, he's got to do the podcast. Dude, that would be so fun. <laughs> um, Bedrock was like the first person I met in this industry where I, I looked at him and I was like, this is like, this is like when, like, like looking at Jay-Z. Yeah. Like he felt like, he felt like he should have had a cigar in his mouth telling people to get out of the room. Like he was, he was a boss. Yeah. He was definitely, definitely as a boss. Yeah. And he's just like, whether it was music or a fortune 500, he seemed like the kind of guy to be walking out of his Rolls Royce so, to go in. Yeah, he's so smart. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a really good dude. Um, so where, if let's say you're looking five years down the road, do you want to see yourself, you know, 75% your music or 75% other people's? Uh, man, that's, or that's 50, tough. Because I don't, I, I would love for it to be 50-50, but that's, I don't think that that's possible. Like you have to, Put your focus into something for it to be as good as it can be. Absolutely. You can't spread yourself too thin. So, like, I was hoping to, like, put out an album, do a tour, then work with artists, and then keep that keep that method going. What do you see your stage looking like on a show? And lights. Whole lot of lights. Very minimal. What about band wise? That's where I'm that's where it's kind of tricky because I don't I would I would love to have a band, but working with other people like I'm it's hard, it's tough for me working with other people. Like I'd love to work with a drummer, like mm-hmm. I'd most likely have Zev on stage with me. What does he do? Everything. <laughs> he Guitar, All you piano, trumpet, like he's so God talented. Damn. So you could see yourself having like some sort of like little backing. Yeah. But probably tracks as well. Probably. Maybe. Unless I perform with like a Helicon or something like that. Which would be sick too. Yeah. And you could even mix the two. Yeah. And that's what uh Justin Vernon does, right? Is that his name? He does a lot of different but that that like doubling voice effect yeah. is that is the helicon. Yeah. It's so wild. it's a bunch of different guess, things. Yeah, helicon, it's, it's a yeah. It's a what? It's a what else? <laughs> I'll I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after the Deal. podcast. So was that this one or the last one that I talked about my first session in LA with you? Oh, uh, what do you mean? When I was talking my so my first session in LA was or the first time I walked into a session, even. Oh, yeah. Was when I came in and you told me to come into a room at uh, 17 Hertz, and there's this girl there, and she hands me a blunt <laughs> and looked over at you to get confirmation. Like, I, I'm good to, to like, be here and smoke a blunt, right? And you're like, just fucking smoke it. <laughs> um, and it was Lizzo. Yeah. And 
Good old, good old Lizzo. She was fucking just a ray of sunshine. She, she was she, fucking phenomenal. She has the biggest personality, the the biggest and brightest aura. Yeah, she was. She, was she deserves everything amazing. that's coming to her. Like she's. Yeah, she's phenomenal, and she's she's really like pushing people's energy in a great direction yeah. i met for those i met lizzo in minneapolis it was like there's so many talented artists that came out of minneapolis from i mean lizzo bobby raps i think F frankie bash who's a producer just signed a deal like there's there's so many so many just so many so many good influences too out of there um, so yeah, that was my first session out here was fucking walking in with Lizzo. Yeah. And then we did the, uh, do you remember the mod sun session? Oh yeah. Mod. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I played, uh, one of mods first release shows. Yeah. That, oh, he, isn't he from there too? Yeah. He's from, yeah, he's from Minneapolis essentially. It's, it's either Minneapolis, like Bloomington or something like that. Yeah. Right outside of Minneapolis. But. That was wild. That was like a, a 17 hour session and it went all night and it ended with all of us in the live room, just fucking like half awake, Yo. hitting drums on our chests, <laughs> the lights off. Um, Still trying to record. And that was, that was the first one where the engineer didn't show up Yeah. in a caution. I oh no, me and Jake were there and we were like, just started engineering mm -hmm. and he had us sit behind pro tools and he told us how to engineer him taught us how to use pro tools while he was in the booth mm -hmm. it was just it was fucking so cool but it was just so wild what a crazy experience it's boot camp I've just, someone out there please buy 17 hertz studio and make it a thing again because it's a part of history it feels like please be a decent person yeah please too. be a decent yeah that place needs some good energy in it. Yeah, it needs to be saged, <laughs> fully saged. It needs like like multiple sage plants burned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it was so sick. It was Didn't like it catch on fire. I'm sure. <laughs> the roof caught on oh, fire. Oh yeah, it did. I want to burn the sushi place next to it too, or the in the coffee the shop. The coffee shop, yeah. Did you ever go to that sushi place? Oh yeah. So good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And then the uh, ice cream place down the street mm -hmm. or down the couple, yeah, that, that place was just. It was the craziest, most movie-esque situation I think I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Just good and bad. <laughs> yes. Um, one heavier than the other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that place was wild. But it was just, I think the, the thing that I would tell anybody out here who wants to come or who wants to be in this industry and just moves out here is go, go get a job interning at a studio. Yes. You will learn everything and more. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but learn when to ask questions. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, there's a time and a place for everything. And you're going to not like the whole thing, and it's going to be tough, and you're going to have to have late nights and get told mm -hmm. what to do. No matter how upset it. you are, still show up to the session. Yeah. <laughs> it, everybody I know that has become successful in that world kept their mouth shut when they needed to used every situation good and bad to learn and fucking just kept going yeah every single one mr rp hooks i guess it's not rp hooks anymore mr hooks, hooks. yeah i appreciate hooks. you i'm so glad you got to come on i'm so glad that we got baked at least i got baked <laughs> um, you got baked off the little the little spliff i don't smoke that much i shouldn't say i smoke a lot i don't smoke <laughs> as much per session anymore i'm gonna i'm gonna quit i'm gonna try to quit for a year on my birthday I'm not. I know. <laughs> I mean, I've been, man, I've been smoking longer than I haven't. I've been smoking weed longer than I haven't. So that's crazy to think about. Yeah. 
saxophone when I was 12, bro. I started when I was 14. Yeah. But like pretty heavy. Holy shit. You've been smoking longer than you haven't. That's the name of the next album, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dude. I, I appreciate you, too, you. Man. You're the best, and I'll show you some music now. You fucking better. And if he if he doesn't, I'm going to comment all throughout the <laughs> I'm gonna, video. Like. I'm going to comment. That's the most uh, 2022 fucking Hey, you're not going to be ready for these comments on your YouTube page, bro. All right. Well, I got to show him music or else I'm going to get commented, so... <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Everybody, go uh, go listen to Mr. Hook's new music. He's producing for a bunch of sick people. He's going to be playing on a stage near you very, very, very soon. Guitar yeah. and piano and singing at the same time. It's going to be crazy. Big ups to the team, Madden, the Madden family team. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see everything you, you keep doing and all the success you continue to have. Yes, I am, man. Appreciate you. I'm going to I'm gonna reach out to Bedrock for sure to... We'll make that happen. Yeah, bring Oh, I would love podcast. that. I would love it. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. Love y'all. Thank you. Thank you for everything. And to everybody out there. I'm Hooks, and this is an experiment. Yeah, baby. Bye, everybody. Thank you, man. The experience is the experiment. <laughs>